Listener discretion is advised. Mature audiences only. The Pankings Podcast. This is your host, G, with your co-host, Sarpanch. Uh, Trudeau's... Um... How you doing, Sarpanch? Good, man. Good. So, Trudeau, what has Trudeau done? So, I don't know if you heard about laws. So he was, he banned handguns. Now he's uh, this uh, for people who are outside of Canada. This is our Canadian Prime Minister, mm-hmm. our lovely Mister Trudeau. Um, so he banned handguns. In that bill, he's slipping in rifles and sh- and, and some shotguns. Um, so basically, he's going after hunting rifles. Um, that that's like the bread and butter of a lot of Canadians, farmers, etc. Um, and I just realized <laughs> right before we went on, that's why I kind of delayed with starting it. You were kind of waiting for me to send the link to you to start the podcast, but I was looking at ammunition for the rifle, and they're starting to get sold out everywhere because they're going to be discontinued probably in Canada. Bill 21, so... But the thing is, assault-style weapons could include any types of weapons. So basically, you know, groups like hunters and bird feed people, um, it, it affects their livelihood, basically. So, yeah, I mean, the hammer's coming down, man. How does this affect, like, like what was the method before to get a gun val- validly in Canada? You do the course, two-day course, and then... You, um, it's like a background check for four to six months. I mean, I think our gun laws are pretty tight. I mean, that the RCMP really did their, their background checks and, um, like they would, you know, call, you know, if they had any like problems with your application, they would call your neighbors and stuff like that. And even, yeah go towards even call your I don't know what they do anymore but before they used to they would want your high school and the schools you tended to just to see what kind of person you are oh, wow. um yeah so the gun I mean the gun lines were, were already pretty tight and the thing is being in law enforcement and a lot of um citizens don't even know this that guess what when gangsters do shootings and whatever they don't use licensed guns they they import guns from the yeah. states yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't buy them validly they, they get them underground yeah yeah so it doesn't these laws are are literally just basically taking the guns out of hands of citizens and the 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 criminals and the and the gangsters are still going to have their their own guns like like if you if you think that there's no ak-47s on the streets like in, in vancouver or toronto like People import it from the from the states. I mean, they come they come in truckloads. I mean, it's it's such a naive thought process to think by banning handguns and rifles and 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 some shotguns. I you know, there's going to be no more gang violence or gang shootings. Like they're in a different category. 
they're, they're not going to go to your local gun store, buy a gun and use their gun license and, you know, input their gun license number when they purchase the gun. Like it's, it's not going to be registered or anything. It's just, I don't know, Trudeau, I, I, like, again, I, it's, it's, it's this liberalism, like they don't, it's like, they don't think it's like, yeah, this, uh, you know, like, so for example, bird, bird hunters, um, they, they use semi-automatic shotguns and basically semi-automatic guns are now included in the definition of an assault style weapon. So it's banned, right? So it does affect certain groups. Uh, I mean, just further to your point, right? If the goal here is to uh, combat gang violence, this isn't going to do much on that, right? Gang violence, uh, I mean, uh, we're going to end up in a rabbit hole here, but that requires uh, kind of a broader um, attack, like in a bold move, like decriminalizing possession, you know, of, of certain drugs, right? If you really want to attack it um, and then regulate it heavily, right? It's not going to be on banning guns. That's not the way to do it. If that's the goal, if that's the purpose to curb, curb gun violence. Well, the thing is these... Um... The liberals and, and and these liberal citizens, they look at these statistics saying the handgun violence is at a certain percent and 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 la di da. But within that percentage, I would say a majority of the handgun violence is is gang violence. So it's it's they're just looking at the statistic as as like a surface level number. That oh my god, there's that, that many handgun. Um, that much handgun violence in in Canada, but it's it's all those shootings that happen in Surrey and and in other parts of Canada, they're all, they're all used by gangsters, and they're all, they're they're handguns used by gangsters. Yeah. So that's where the, that's where you get that statistic from. Majority, and I'm not yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's hundred percent, but majority. I would I would say close to ninety percent is probably gangster. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much the government has done to, um, you know, how much attention they paid to gun smuggling across the U.S. border. Like, what have they done on that issue? Um, Nilch. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think this is going to be very effective. It's going to piss off the regular people because you're taking away their, their, like you said, like you said, their livelihood and, and their leisure recreation time, right? Like, I have you know, certain rifles and stuff that are basically going to be basically obsolete now. And, you know, Sean Canale, you know, you buy them and stuff and you take care of them. And now there's just a hunk of metal or whatever. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's, um, and then like Jigmeet saying, the only reason why they're going to, this bill will either go through is because the NDP supporting it. So Jigmeet Singh, who calls himself a Khalsa, how can you, how can you call yourself a Khalsa if, if you're if you're basically disarming people? Like you you're 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 not living up to what you are, man. The reason why you have a Dastar and and Dara, it's because we were armed. Yeah, right? Well, right. The parallel between uh, you know being armed and Sikhi is that uh, you know we're supposed to be Tiar by Tiar, right? Meaning stay ready, and that means being armed, right? Yeah, I, uh, I I gotta agree with you there, G. I gotta agree. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know where his brain is at, man. Like, you put a, for example, right? You put a gun in a hand of a criminal, and they're gonna do bad stuff. You put a hand and gun in a police officer, and 
the army, they're going to save you. They're going to protect you. They're going to fight for whatever sovereignty of Canada or, yeah. you know, if you're on the street and you need help, you want your police officers to be armed. I think this will disarm the good citizens and uh, do nothing uh, for the criminals. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I just, I, I've been reading that Alberta and Saskatchewan are going to take this to court. Um, the provinces are going to fight this because you got a lot of leisure uh, hunters right out here in, yeah. in the prairie. So um, it just doesn't, oh, fuck my, I just don't know. Like this whole thing, like I remember people tell, talking about this like 10 years ago, like quote unquote conspiracy theorists are saying like, oh yeah, the population and they, then they can um, put anything in uh, and in in the mandates and and you will have no way to fight back and stuff and everybody was like yeah man shut the fuck up yeah you're just you're, you're just being you know like the the tinfoil dopey right but yeah, yeah, yeah. but now it's like man we're seeing it unfold man like it's like and it's like yeah like it's just like literally within months and th- this this rifle and shotgun ban happened within days in the last couple of days and like the whole parliament, like especially the conservatives, are, are thinking, "What the hell is happening here?" Like these guys literally just snuck it in at the last minute. And again, the only reason why Trudeau can do this because he has the majority, plus he has the NDP backing him up with Jigmeet Singh, who calls himself a Khalsa. I just fuck, I don't. Yeah, just to be clear, like I, I just personally, I don't, uh, I don't support leisure hunting, just killing animals just to take a photo. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, if people required for farming, you know. The, the bird hunters or even if you're just doing it for pure leisure just to you know go to a shooting range yeah. or just, you know to protect yourself obviously right so those are all um valid um reasons to to own a, a you know a licensed firearm um so it's you know not just about leisure hunting right but um yeah i think there's valid reasons to own a, a firearm i i've kind of loosened my stance over the years on gun ownership and i'm I'm for it if it's properly regulated, but I agree. I think this just, you know, this doesn't serve the purpose of, um, of combating gun violence. All you're doing is disarming um, law-abiding citizens and doing nothing about curbing, doing very little, basically, to curb gun violence. Yeah, target shooting is like a sport, too. It's like an art. Like, to get that technique, like, it's, I mean, people just see Hollywood movies and think it's like you just blast away, but even... Yeah. Yeah. Have you been yeah. to a shooting range? Sorry? Have you been to a shooting range? Like a rifle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been... I was trained. Oh, nice. I went to uh, I went to one in Vegas, just like, uh, you know, and <laughs> they get... They let you pick, like, a poster of, like, a really hated person. Bin Laden? So, like, like, they had, like... Uh, they had, like, Bin Laden, George Bush, fucking Hitler. That's a good time, man. Um, yeah, you know, if you're if you're you know leisure like that, great. I, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't see the point of this bill, to be honest. I think it's uh, I think it's just like a lot of it's um, much ado about nothing. Well, I really hope in the conservatives. I, I think the conservatives are going to win the next election. I really hope they really go hard and kind of flip everything back. And. And I and I think a lot of hardcore liberals have turned conservative now, so I think they don't have to worry about losing the the vote. Um, I think I think a lot of Canadians outside of major major urban 
centers, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to name, I would say probably Vancouver City and Toronto are the main urban centers that really go hardcore liberal. Um, I, I think outside of that, man, I think a lot of Canadians have gone conservative. Yeah, Me personally, I have. Like, you know, seeing, like seeing what the liberals have done with this country, man, like, fuck. These guys, man. Like the, the country's gone down to, down the tubes, man, in, in every aspect. What did mm. you uh, so when you got your licensed firearm? What did you have to like? Did you have to do a training course, a four week training course? Yeah. So when you when you for, when you get your gun license, you do a two day you do a, like a, a, a two day course, and then you do when you go to purchase a gun. Oh, sorry. So after the two day course, they do like a four to six month background check. Like it takes forever. Sometimes it feels like you're not going to even get your license because it's like, okay, I haven't heard anything for four or five months and then you randomly get it. But that's how intense they do the background checks, right? Like if you have any speck of anything with police or whatever, like you're, it's, it's hard to get your license. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So our system is not like the, like, I, I don't think, regular Canadians realize this, like non-gun owning Canadians. I don't think they realize this, that our system is not like America system where you can just, the minute you turn 18, you can go to Walmart and pick up a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like that's crazy. Like, no, I gotta be honest. That is fucking crazy. I remember watching this documentary. Um, Who's that famous <laughs> American uh, documentary? Oh, 9-11, Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah, 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 that guy. Uh, I forgot his name, but... Um, more he made a movie about um you know the gun laws in the u.s and it's like this kid like probably just turned 18 just literally walking into a walmart and picking a shotgun up it's it was like whoa like that's it that's all it takes well banks were giving out free guns if you joined their bank remember that's insane dude that yeah that's like over the top dude oh. yeah it's uh it's just a i don't know man it really it's a piss off i really hope the conservatives get into power and they flip everything man open a free checking accounts and get a free freaking rifle yeah ak-47 yeah with a silencer (laughs) man if you go to arizona and like these um these these states that let you carry like like people are like slinging like in, in some some of the little towns like in arizona or whatever the, the people like slinging rifles over their shoulder going to like denny's yeah they have and, like holsters yeah like it's i don't know i find that interesting man like i find that like you know what you you if you're like just a regular citizen you you're, you're gonna keep a lot of criminals in check man yeah, you know, I think of that tragedy that happened in the U.S. recently where that sick family was uh, basically this guy that just got out of prison. Remember he walked into their house and uh, basically kidnapped them and they were all found dead? Oh, yeah, yeah, at their, uh, in Cali there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, it's, that's um, an argument for staying armed, right? Being ready. It's It, it was tragic, but... Yeah, that's an example of how when you, you know, when you've got a, I doubt that guy had a licensed firearm just getting out of prison, but you know, that's what happens when you've got, uh, you know, when the regular law-abiding citizens, um, for for whatever reason, don't have a gun, right? But um, the criminals do. 
So no, criminals are always, the thing is criminals are always gonna get it, man. They're, they're gonna find they're gonna find a way, and they're gonna they're not gonna get like in Canada. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to have automatic weapons. There's there's certain semi-automatic weapons weapons that we can't have in Canada. Those criminals are gonna get all those weapons, man. Yeah, our borders. Did you hear about this guy who had like a like a drop of CBD oil in his car? Now he's banned from America for life. Yeah, I heard about that. Isn't like isn't this not like crazy to you? Like, where's the critical thinking in this? Like, where is like, dude, man? Like, I don't know. I don't like. Is that the guy that we need that we need to get? Like, he's the guy to protect our borders. We got to get that guy. Yeah, and I'm sure. Um, and th- th- he was banned from America, right? For life. Man. Yeah. yeah the American system is, is something else, man. Like, is, there's no critical thinking and there's no, like, um, you know, I'll, maybe we should look at the degree of crime here. Like, like where are we at compared to something else? Like a drop of CBD or a, a, a trunk load of drugs. Yeah, exactly. Big difference, right? This guy, uh, he looks so harmless. You just look like your regular stoner. He's <laughs> like so confused. I don't know what he's doing, man. I know they did an interview with him, and he's like, "What? Like I'm the guy? Like is, is America safer now? Like it, it was hilarious." But you felt you know you felt bad for that. Yeah, he's probably from fucking West Vancouver somewhere over there, man. By Kitsilano. <laughs> I know, I know. He's like he's, he looked like some innocent stoner kid, but oh well, you know, America's safer now, man. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know what's gonna happen with these gun laws, but oh, but yo, but check this out. You know that uh, American basketball, that female, uh, yeah, in Russia. She also had like you know a few drops of CBD oil in like her backpack, and she's in prison in Russia for something, man. Yeah, that's that. That's a political chess game there. But but check this out. So in that case, Joe Biden, like the American government, was trying to lobby the Russian government to bring her back. Oh, you know, that's such a petty thing to put someone in prison for. But at the, on the same token, this kid who just had CBD oil in his car, you banned him from America for life. So what is it? Like, what's your stance, really? So, yeah, that's it's a total political bullshit. Yeah, like, you know how, like, China has two of those Canadians and how we gave up that Huawei is that kid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, the minute we gave up we we took that we gave up that Huawei executive for the Americans the the Chinese took two Canadians in jail and those I think those Canadians are still in jail. Yeah, well, who were those Canadians? Were they reporters? What were they? No, regular guys, man. I think they, they were, were even. I don't know. I think they were teachers, maybe. Yeah, I teaching mean... out there, and they're they're still in jail. And it, and uh, did you see that footage from the G twenty where Trudeau was talking to the prime the president Xi of China and. Basically, the Chinese president is literally lecturing Trudeau like a nana man. It's 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 so fucking sad. You know, um, yeah, I'm still thinking about that basketball player, man. That's locked up. Like she's uh, you like you know, she's not a bad person for fucking having CBD oil accidentally, Mm -hmm. right? It was like residue or something. It was something stupid. Yeah, they they again Bahana, right? You know what's scary for even like regular travel travelers like us? Like, what if we like, like I don't use CBD oil, but what if something like I don't know, you get your hands on something at the airport or something? Yeah, right. Like cocaine, like that's why they they swab or the stata. Yeah, or whatever. Like they want to. Could you imagine? Like, 
Well, I don't know how you get cocaine on your in your the stud, but at the border they do rub something on your hands sometimes before you go into um, um, before you go into the scanner or whatever, just to make sure there's no residue on your hands. Oh, because they can see the color through the screen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when I went to the, the Philly airport a couple of years ago, they they patted down my stud with gloves and then they put those gloves in under a scanner to see if um I was bottle or something. Um taking drugs. And um but they were actually you know what they were really respectful man. They were all kare and they're like, yo bro man, we just gotta do this man. I hope you don't mind. I'm like, I'm like, no you gotta do your job man. Chocolate. And um but I know I've heard of people like especially in Europe when things go through the security there they get rocked. Yeah, that the stock is taken off and everything, right? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm not even surprised. It is what it is. But yeah, it's the way of the world, man. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Fuck Trudeau, man. He's a galan and a half. Do you have so that, what? Kind, what's like? What would you say is your most your favorite gun? Favorite. That I ha- like that I would what's purchase. The one if, what's the one if you're having like a get together with the guys and you're like, "Hey boys, I gotta show you." Like, like if, if there's a zombie apocalypse happening right now, you gotta take one fucking shotgun. Well, I have one shotgun. I only have one. Um, and then I have um a couple Soviet Russian military surplus ones. Oh, um, and then I have a couple handguns. Um, but like for, for like a zombie apocalypse, I'd keep, uh, I would take at least two handguns on, on my side, uh, and I would take, um, especially with, um, cause you can get either buckshots or you can get those, um, yeah, buckshots are like, are like the, basically the bigger shells, like basically you could freaking like a hunt like 10 freaking zombies and with like one or two shots so oh, that's good. if i was in a zombie apocalypse I, w- I would make sure i have a couple of handguns on me and and a shoddy there you go and uh you don't have the latest uh, call of duty do you modern warfare 2 no i don't have uh i mean i didn't i didn't buy ps5 because nhl 23 sucked ass okay so i i just bought a ps5 about two weeks ago so i bought so Call of Duty, there's this new there's this new uh, multiplayer called Invasion. It's so sick, man. It's like 30 versus 30. It's not like, you know how back in the day there was Team Deathmatch and you had like 10 aside and the map is smaller? Like that was fun, but now they got this like Invasion thing where the map is city and you can go up on like rooftops and it's like 30 versus 30. You can fucking use your own fighter jet. You can, you know, jack someone's car from like their garage. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun, man. I usually go with a sniper rifle. I'll like hide out on top of like a rooftop and just snipe like twenty guys. Just... Aren't there some people that just play that game all the time and like the minute you start playing, they just fucking snipe you in the head? Yeah, there, yeah, there's some, there's like professionals on there, man. That I remember, I remember when we back in the day, like ten years ago. Remember when we all tried yeah. to do that on PS? Was it PS2 or PS3? Yeah, PS2. And... Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. I bought Call of Duty with you guys, and I think I played like one or two nights with you guys. And I'm like, "Fuck this, man!" <laughs> the the annoying me. ones, the annoying ones, like the people that know how to come up behind you, like and just and just shank you, like like they just they find a way. 
Remember 007 Goldeneye when you'd be odd job, the short never, guy? I've never played that. What? Yeah, for N64? Yeah. yeah I've never I've never played. <laughs> I've never oh played. my you never played Goldeneye. No, 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 no. No, you but man, I you're, you're the first person born in the Western world that's yeah. not know, old enough during that time that didn't play that game. No, I never played it, man. I was uh, I was a Sega guy, man. I had like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Yeah. Well, now I mean, if you played it now, like it wouldn't do anything for you. But it's that nostalgia factor for for people who played it, man. It's that was like that multiplayer mode like that was fun like back then that was like ahead of its time ahead of its time man like you split screen four people playing on one screen and back in the day it was those small shitty you remember those rca they tvs everybody used to have yeah, with like a vhs uh, insert yeah so we used to play on that but f- it, but the screen would be split in four little boxes yeah remember you had to you had to turn to channel three to put a game on like <laughs> yeah one? yeah yeah and like when you're playing the split screen, you're looking at the other person's screen to see where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Say in the beginning of the match, you say, "Okay, no, no, watching it. Anybody yeah, else? Screen. No screen watching." Yeah. And everybody's like, "Okay, okay." And then you just creep up on them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. You know what? You know what? You know. You know what grinds my gears? What? There's no respect for Nahang Sings. Why? Why not? Yeah, I've noticed that, man. Like, Especially, you know what? I've noticed that since you know, for a long time, actually. Really. What people like, say, like, okay, look, if if you're Muslim or if you're if you're Hindu and, and you hate on the Hang Sings, like, whatever. Like, we, nobody gives a shit. I mean, no, nobody blames you either because you guys got your asses kicked by the Hang Sings historically, but. It, it's the shitty part. It's it's when pe- people who are quote unquote sick, then they hate on Hong Sings. They call them like nishiris or vidler or like you know like they're 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 unpardoned and, and stuff like that. Like and they they disrespect like they, they say shit about the barnon. Like oh yeah, they don't wash their barn on this and that, and like you know like man like. That kind of shit, man. Like the Hang Sings, like if you look historically, what like basically they're Gurgoans and use Hoj, like have respect for them, man. Like what they've done historically, and even like during the farmers' protests, like when they were basically the bodyguards of the farmers. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, if the Hang Sings weren't there, man, the, the police and the and, and the army would have been way more violent against the farmers for, for yeah. uh, the farmers, man. The Nang Sings were, were 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 basically that 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 barricade between the protesters and and the the law enforcement of India. Um, and like I remember, like even like fucking like one of the farmer union fuckers, you know those communist pieces of shit. They were like, um, "Oh yeah, the Nang Sings can leave. Take your Nishan up, this and that." I was like, "What the fuck, man!" Like, you know, have respect for these guys. Like, they're they they were they were good going to this barn. You yeah, know? man. I mean, I agree with you. They've got an extraordinary level of commitment, man. Um, they deserve respect. Like, you've seen videos of Sant Baba of Dar Singh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's one of those, man, yeah, like he's, he's one of those OG uh, yeah Nihongs, man. And 
you can tell that he is like he's got very high avasta when you just when you hear him talk and you just look at them man. and you uh, know what go ahead, go ahead. add to that so, uh, you know how you're saying that about Baba of thing with the avasta I I know people I know people who are not even into sikhi but they're, they're they're like sick but they're not into sikhi or anything and don't do any part or anything but they've even said like when they see uh, baba of tarsing ji like this they're like there's a different there's, there's like there's a feeling there like yeah, it's like yeah. it's like something that they can't even explain so yeah. go on yeah. no just watch their videos you'll you'll see um yeah i mean so they talk about guru hargobind sahib ji a lot so they're they're basically their descendants and they talk about um yeah yeah, Baba Bidichand, yeah. Bidichand, sorry. So what's the story? What's what's that uh, what's that lineage about? So Baba Bidichand was uh, one of basically Guru Hargobind Sahib's closest sevadars. They're, they're the one that brought Maharaj's two horses that were stolen by the Mughals. He went in there. And Bidichand into like, their... a lot of people, right? Well, he kind of, um, yeah. Well, he kind of um, changed the way he looked and stuff. And he kind of sneakingly took him at night and i'm sure he probably fought off a bunch of people too because he went into like the mughal you know empire stable to yeah, grab yeah. those two horses basically like those two horses were like top top of the line breed mm-hmm. um it's like imagine going in freaking the vatican and stealing or like the the buckingham palace to take Eric our yeah, like something like that, or, or grabbing a couple of Rolls Royces and bringing them back to Guru right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Baba Bilichan did that. And Baba Bilichan, um, there's a, I mean, we'll get, we'll, we'll even do like one episode just on Baba Bilichan. And um, yeah, so they were very close, say, with our Guru Hargo and Seb. And Maharaj, basically, there was like a very close connection between them and, and, and and Maharaj, and basically the Dal, uh, the Bilijan Dal, basically they're the descendants of Baba Bilijan from all the way back. You know, Baba Bilijan Shina, Guru Kasina. Mm-hmm. So those were budgets from Guru Hargu and Seb. And um, yeah, um, he was a great warrior also. He also had like a a different start to his life too. I think he was a, like a thief or almost something like that, what I, what I remember. Um, and then he turned to Guru and then he totally changed his life around and basically became like Guru's closest Sevadar, like Guru Hargu and Sahib's closest Sevadar. Yeah. So that, that was Baba Bidichand. Um, so yeah, so that Dal where Baba Avtar Singh Ji's Jati Dal, their, their, their lineage comes from Baba Bidichand. Yeah, and I think the other, um, some you know, it's it's unwarranted criticism of Nahang Singh's is that they. Or sometimes, you know, they say that they worship the Dasam Grants too much, things like that. Yeah, I mean, those Nindiks that that they don't even realize that. Um, out of the Panjabaniya, Chope Saab, Jab Saab, Soye, they're from uh, they're from Dasam Bani. Right. So these Nindiks. Who who talk shit about this, the the Dasam Granth and Maharaj Guru Gobind Singh is Barney? They don't even realize the Amrit that you take, the Panch Pyare, the three of the Barniya are from um, Dasam Barney. Right, right. And uh, I was listening to a a podcast of Gyani Talker thing. They were saying how sometimes um, Nahang sings and some Sikhs in general they do like Jor Seva of uh, 
shusters, right? And people say, why? Or like, is, is there dust or makina sitting on shusters? But oh. correct me if I'm wrong, right? There's like, um, I'm, I'm going to botch this, but, uh, you know, the sarup of, of Guru Gobind Singh Ji and, and Akal Purk is like, there's there's Nirgun sarup and there's other forms. And shasta mm-hmm. is one of those sarups. Is that correct? Or yeah, I mean, Shastar, yeah, basically, you know, Shastar is is one of those is one of those things that. Um, so Maharaj and Guru Gobind Singh is Barney. They called basically weapons like their peer. Yeah. So peer is so if Guru Gobind Singh is calling weapons their peer, mm-hmm. so to us, what? How should we treat these weapons? Yeah. If, yeah. Maharaj himself is calling these weapons his peer. Right, so his like, uh, you know, like somebody who, uh, like everyone knows who a peer fakir and is right. Somebody who you know you're like a santo or somebody a mampur that you follow. So, Marik is calling those weapons his peer. So, we should have that respect for those weapons because just because of those bhajans Guru Gobind Singh Ji gave. Yeah. Right. Fact, I think Guru Gobind Singh Ji uh, said something that's become quite famous. That you know we. There was somebody that he to because they didn't come armed with their shastras, right? Where they yeah, said well, like, you know, don't come in a shastra. Yeah, so the, Maharaj, you know, made sure that because there was a there, there was a dialogue between Pai Deya Singh Ji and Guru Gobind Singh Ji. And Pai Deya Singh Ji asked Maharaj, Maharaj, how, when we come see you or when we present ourselves to you, how do you want us to look like what do you want us to look like Mara said case dhari and have and have weapons on you that's it that's all I want to see mm. <clears throat> so very very simple buttons right and the, the, there's that's why you know um the importance of, of weapons you know it's it's not a a bravado or a Punjabi music video kind of bullshit but it's 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 um it's something that's in like eternal mm-hmm for us like it's 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 something um nothing to do with ego nothing it's, it's basically the PR for Guru Gobind Singh Ji that's why we love weapons basically because if Guru Gobind Singh Ji love love them so much you know why, why are we um stepping away just because of a of a certain mindset or a certain liberal left-wing mindset of oh yeah we should disarm we don't need weapons la da 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 and again, those same people, if they're if they're if a murderer freaking breaks into their house, the first thing they're gonna do is run to the kitchen and grab a or grab a cutting knife. Yeah. That I mean, so these 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 people that, that talk shit about uh let's go back to Nahang Singh talk shit about you know them keeping weapons, them loving weapons so much. as six, everybody should, we should be like that. Right? Not just Nahang Singhs, everybody should be loving weapons. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen the criticism as well. Just like you know, comments about why why they should uh, still maintain that lifestyle, right? Because it, it, again, it's for that love of Guru Gobind Singh Ji. That lifestyle was given to them by Guru Gobind Singh Ji. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, you have to look at that relationship between Hang Singhs and Guru Gobind Singh Ji. That's why they do it. That's why they wear yeah. Guru Varna. Yeah, you can't help but respect that commitment, right? You know, it's like we were talking about those hardcore Muslims, right? You know, whether you believe in their ways or not, you you got to respect their commitment. Yeah, when shit hits the fan, man, everybody's gonna be calling for Nang Singhs. That's that's for sure. Yeah, right. And they're they're not gonna back down either. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if historically, if you look at Hung Sings, they got the, all the battles they fought. And like, 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 even during like, um, like, um, after Good Gobind Singhji, then they attacking Sarhand, then all those jungs they had with Nadar Shah and Abdali and the the Kalukaras, the the genocides, the the massacres, um, and then you know fighting, defending the Barsab, um, you know it was Nahang Singhs were on the forefront there, and, and even during Khalsa Raj, then why did why did Hari uh, Singh Nalwa's um, uh, why was the army so um, feared in in in, in the, the Middle East? It's because of the Hang Sings. Because when they went into battle, they didn't fight to live. So when you're fighting an enemy like that, it's very hard to defeat them. Yeah. So th- they would go into like almost like suicide uh, missions, where it's like, okay, there's no way they're going to come out alive. But they used to because there was they were almost like they enjoyed the fight. They enjoyed the battle. Yeah. It's yeah. very hard to fight an enemy like that. Right, because you need big time kirpa from Guru Gobind Singh to be like that, right? Ambande cannot be like that. Ambande, yeah, you have to have no emotional connection to the world or worldly things. You got to give it all up, right? That's well, you got to have that love for Shahidi, that love for Guru, to that you, you're going to go to Guru Gobind Singh Ji's charm. Yeah, that that's what they have in their in their in their brain. That's how they're wired. Yeah, right, and even like um. When the British came, the first thing they tried to do is get rid of Nang Singhs. They, they, they banned Barna, they banned the Malla, they banned all that. That's why uh, post, um, uh, post when the British took over Punjab, the, people started writing that the, the Pratyala Shahi style, the star, because the, the British didn't want, they, they banned the Malla. Only Nang Singhs were wearing the Malla. And people call in India, people call Ma, Ma, Mangal Pandey the first like um, anti-British freedom fighter of India, but it, he wasn't it. There was uh, Baba Hanuman Singh Ji, who, who was Jathedar of Akal Takht. He was the first one that fought back against the British. The minute the British took over Punjab, the Hang Singhs were still fighting. Yeah. So that's why the British banned Barna and, and the Dastar and the Malla and, and the three-foot Siri Saab and all that. And and that 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 negative connotation that in Punjab, like the against Nahang Singhs and it's still in 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 embedded in, in Punjabis man and these idiots that talk shit about Nahang Singh and the thing is that these idiots wouldn't wouldn't Shariam talk straight to their face to a Nahang Singh man behind uh, like the screen or internet or whatever they like to spew a bunch of shit but Nahang Singhs would, would probably cut their nose off man yeah yeah they're OGs, man. They're OGs. You you can't help but respect them. I I I don't understand the hate either. But um, you know, like like they don't bother anyone. I think you know it's straight up just it's just straight up hate. They literally mind their own business. So I don't I don't get the hate. And they're in so much charity kala, like yeah yeah. Like their their demeanor is very different from everybody else. Yeah. When you hear them talk, like you can go on YouTube and just look at interviews with Nahang Singhs. They're just like you know, they're like I said, they mind their own business, right? They they don't really, uh, you know, they're they're completely detached from worldly things. Yeah, and like just just their boldly and everything. Like Nahang Singhs have a different boldly too. Like their language is different too. Like they they call certain things um, that we would say into a negative connotation, they wouldn't make it into a positive thing. Right. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, I just fuck man. It just pisses me off when when there's no respect for Nahang Singhs. Because they're they're gurus forge, man. One hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the the videos coming out of Punjab with like these um, ex drug users now, like wearing the stara and growing beards, like amongst like Amritpal Singh's uh, area there? Yeah, it's it's great to see. So, I mean, it, it's kind of a well known uh, issue now that uh, in Punjab, unfortunately, there is a lot of substance abuse among the youth. Um, and they don't have a lot of resources. They don't have a lot of, um, like, you know, on Vancouver, we started with the safe injection sites and, you know, and now fentanyl is a big issue. So we're slowly trying to combat that. I don't know if there's a lot of social right? And, and there's not a lot of like role models to look up to. So basically, you know, there's videos going around of, uh, you know, people who have, uh, who've got some substance abuse issues, um, They've, uh, you know, they've kind of, you know, they've turned to Sikhi and uh, they looked at role models like Amritpal Singh and they're, they've done a complete 180, basically. And it's interesting, like you said, that like, like the, the social services aspect of Punjab, like, like having like drug clinics and stuff and like have an actual rehab clinics where people stay on the premise. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how much of that is there is, but there needs to be like a really big shift in, in that kind of stuff because once you're addicted to drugs, it's, it's very hard to get off. Like th- those hard drugs, literally you're just chipping away till you die. Yeah, um, I saw that one interview of that. Uh, so this guy, he just recently took Amrit and uh, like they were asking him, what kind of drugs have you taken? <laughs> he's like, he's naming all of them, man. Like literally everything you can name. It literally looks like an, the, the ingredients to like Windex or like yeah, Comet. The, the tub cleaner, man. Yeah. So basically, you know, he, he took Amrit and, um, and, you know, he's done a 180 basically. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I think, you know what it is, man, like the way Amritpal Singh talked on stage and he kind of, instead of looking down at the, at the addicts and stuff, like how we, Punjabis do oh, oh, shari, uh, this and that. oh he's nothing he's not he, he's he kind of put out a, like a helping hand out and saying yo man come back to the guru like you, you can still come back to the guru you can go back to Anandapur Sahib go back to the guru's charn there, it's not too late and yeah, he's empowering people for sure he's and he's showing that guru hasn't given up on you like like the, the those two sakhiyan we did last week yeah. About Sajan Tag and Kordar Akish, right? Like Guru just didn't give up on them and say, Yeah, you're fucked, man. You're going to burn in hell, bus. And I think that was one thing that really inspired a lot of people when they heard that. Like when they heard that that brotherly love coming from Amritpal Singh and, and saying that, you know, the Guru is still waiting for you to come back home. You know, that's all, a lot of these guys, that's all they need because they've basically been booted out and basically they're kind of canceled from their band or or from their family. Yeah. Ousted from their families. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's such a, it's such a double standard with uh, some people like, you know, I've seen this um, through work as well. Like, like sometimes, um, you know, these, these, these people will oust uh, people that have substance abuse issues, but 
they won't call out other things like domestic violence or or things like that right they'll, they'll silence that but if you're a drug user if you've got an actual addiction like a mental health issue or booze yeah they'll they'll shun you like that's it right but other things they'll keep under wraps it's such a double standard well it's like it's like booze right like nobody oh everybody's drinking and whatever but you know you you don't get the same hate as if somebody's doing hard drugs yeah look man alcohol is alcohol is is a real killer dude and you know what the sad thing is like right now look at the world cup right obviously you're not going to easily find alcohol in in the middle east and you got these people that are like oh my god how am i going to enjoy the world cup i'm sorry man but if you have to rely on alcohol like if you can't give up alcohol just to watch a you know a soccer game there's a problem you got a serious issue but nobody sees it like that because everybody drinks and that's why that's why alcohol will never be abolished because all most i won't say all but a lot of politicians drink a lot of the powerful people drink so you will always see alcohol right it's always going to be there How, how much have they banned at the, at the World Cup, basically, like you can't get them at the stadiums. You gotta like, I don't know. You gotta fucking jump through hoops to get alcohol. And uh... oh, did you ask about Europe or the Middle East? No, no, Qatar, Qatar. So yeah, it, it you can't get it at the stadiums. You have to like have some fucking I don't know. You gotta go through jump through hoops to get get Budweiser. Budweiser is one of the sponsors there, but uh, you it's hard to get. You gotta give them props, eh? Like the the, the Muslims in Qatar, like they kind of yeah. they kind of stay to their. Yeah, one hundred percent. That deserves respect, man. That's old school. You have to respect that one hundred percent. You got all these fucking people that are like, oh, how am I gonna enjoy a, a soccer game without you know getting hammered? I don't know, man. I think you got a problem if that's if that's what you're actually saying. But uh, yeah, you know, like back to this Punjab issue, addiction is a real a real problem. It's a real mental health problem that people need. Um, you know, actual rehabilitation for, you know, the Punjab needs social services. And I, I know a lot of people don't like when people criticize Punjab. And there's those people that, you know, if you speak of, out about, about issues in our community, like alcoholism, drug, you know, uh, substance abuse, domestic violence, they don't like it. They think you're, you know, shaming the community. But I'm repulsing. He's got, uh, he's gutsy, man. He talks about these things. And that's what was missing in Punjab because look how many Pracharics were doing their thing. I mean, there are some good ones. I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna fucking say they're all they're all bad, or that they all didn't do what they had to do. But, um, but that there was there's a huge segment of the Pracharic uh, population that they've been doing Prachar for 30, 35 years, and it's kind of like it's all you know what they did seva and everything. But it's you kind of thinking like, what the fuck are you doing? Man? <laughs> like. This guy comes and literally, and it's like you you can't even, you can't even like say, oh yeah, it's all these government people that are following him around. It's not real, you know, Punjab bees are six. It's it's the it's the regular Joe blows that are that are coming out and 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 they see uh they're basically whatever they were thinking inside their brain and they were too scared to say it out there because the Indian government will literally throw you in jail for no fucking reason, and he he's saying this kind of stuff, um, and. You know, I think um, I think it was fucking needed, man. Like Deep Sidhu was just starting, and he got killed off. Right? People will call it a car accident, but I've showed <laughs> that car accident to um, man. Um, nobody, nobody dies in a car accident like that. Like the way he was found. It was no, 
Well, I I showed the picture of his body and and, the, and his wreckage to investigators who actually do that for a living for for the for law enforcement, um, injury wise and all that kind of stuff. Um, they kind of put the pieces together of what happened, and they even said the way his body injuries are and the way his car is, he's like it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't be he would have way more injuries. Yeah. on his upper body like basically his head would be almost ripped off yeah so they're saying that he has one hole in his head um that doesn't um it doesn't it doesn't add up and and these people are are, are gore who have no they didn't even know what the fuck who deep Sidhu was yeah. i just showed him two pictures i'm like what do you think here and i kind of showed him told him what happened like this is the this they're saying it's an accident this and that and they're saying hey it doesn't make sense yeah but um, yeah, and even like uh, the whole um, Khalsa Vahir movement now with Amrit Pal Singh, they're going from like bend to bend. I think they they started from Akal Takht Kaur Anandpur Sahib, um, and people are, are are joining them as they go through Punjab, and it's like a, like a, like the old school style of like you know from bend to bend to area to area. You more people jump on, gathering more and more, and then finally going to Anandpur Sahib for Amrit Sanjar. Like, that's awesome. You, that's like some guru. Like gu- guru has, you know, given some sort of blessing here, man. Like this is like to do this. Like within like couple months of coming to Punjab, like that is you have Guru Gobind Singh. He's backing. Like there's there's no other way to explain it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I actually didn't know that. Uh, you know, Amrita Pal Singh is going bend to bend. I had no idea. Yeah, they started from the Kaltak and now they're going basically they're, they're I think it's basically almost like they and every evening they stop and they do Prakasha Guru Granth Sahib and then everybody sits as a Sangat. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's like that old school style like of 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 what what the six used to do. Like nice. you you gather everybody slowly 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 and then finally a big Amritsar. Yeah. And man, Delhi Takat is probably freaking just their shit's probably ass right now, man. Santwaba Hernam Singh used to do that as well, actually. If you read yeah, it. a lot of Mompurks, yeah, man. A lot of Mompurks. If, if you read a lot of Mompurks, Jimasakis, that's what they used to do. Yeah. They said grassroots, bend it to bend, let's get everybody, let's, 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 let's include everybody. Yeah. And that's what, that's why Amrath Paul Singh's um, message is so potent, is because. Um, it it's it's a grassroots thing. Like it's 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 not like oh I'm gonna be here in my palace and I'll come out whenever I want to come out, like Tadriyala, or um, you know I'm only gonna do parchar at this gurdwara or that gurdwara as long as I get my money. It's all good. It's none of that. Like this is straight up grassroots. We have to pick everybody up here now. Yeah. Like from everybody, like whoever's that's what saying. That's what I was saying. He's in the trenches, right? He's front and center. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that that's perfectly worded, man. Like he's in the trenches with the soldiers, man. Instead of being back at, at camp and just chilling out. And like I said, man, there's been Pachalaks who've been doing their work for so many, so many years, and they haven't had the effect and you kind of sense the bit of jealousy because a lot of these projects are fucking quiet. 
Yeah. They're fucking quiet. They're, they're not even giving him any praise. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that as well. I've noticed that. Um, you know, he's only been doing positive things. I can't think of anything negative. Um, there's really no, there's no reason to criticize him or doubt um, whether he's genuine or not. I know there's people that are calling him agents, but like you said, man, if he's an agent, we need more of those people. Yeah, if he's an agent, man, then all all praise for the Indian government, man. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The the way the way Sikhi is, when there's a movement like this, it's gonna rub other people the wrong way. That's just how Sikhi is. Sikhi was that that light in the darkness, right? And that's just the way Guru Nanak started this this Sipant. Maharaj was that light in the darkness and it, it was, Sikhi has been rubbing people the wrong way since the beginning. Since Maharaj said, I don't want the Janu anymore or, or sorry, not anymore, but I don't want it at all. Right. Again, the, the, the Brahmins have been trying to, you know, boot us too. Yeah. And historically they've used the Mughals as their, as their sword to fight us. Right. The Mughals, Shariam, they, they, they didn't hide behind anybody. They said, we're going to kill you. We're going to destroy you. And yeah. they did it, right? And they fought us on the battlefield, but, um, but the other like the the, the whole the whole Brahmanism, they they did not they do not like that the Sikhi aspect because their whole monopoly on the population is done because of the caste system, right? That's why they want to get rid of Sikhi, and they've been historically. If you look at Chandu, Suchanand, Gangu. The Dogre, freaking Gandhi, Mahatma Indra, um, you know, in the fuck, even now Modi, like in Shiv Sena, like you know, the, the Shiv Sena is so focused on on the six, like they're they're they've totally backed away from being anti-Muslim. Now now they're totally focusing on us because now they've seen this rise of people taking Amrit. Yeah, and I think Rahul Gandhi, who's Indira Gandhi's grandson, is trying to get into politics now, right? I think he always was into politics, but he's a bit of a, like a little lull. Yeah, so Indira Gandhi, who's Indira Gandhi's son? So Indira Gandhi was assassinated, and Indira Gandhi's Rajiv. Rajiv was Rajiv. assassinated as well, yeah. And now um, it's Rahul or whatever. Yeah, and Indira's dad was Nehru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long way. And he's the fucker that promised the the Punjab the Sikhs would have more autonomy. And the minute we got uh, independence, they broke Punjab into two more other states. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, historically, like if you look at, like even the the whole thing, like now now we're gonna we're gonna get into um. Obviously, December now we're going to talk about Guru Gobind Singh Ji's Qurbani and everything. And, and to lead into that, like the Pahariyan Rajya that sided with the Mughals to fight against Guru Gobind Singh Ji at Anandpur Sahib, the Hindu Rajya, Pahariyan Rajya, those those Pahariyan Rajas, their grandfathers were the, the kings that Guru Hargobind Sahib freed when Maharaj uh, came out of jail uh, during Jahangir's time. Yeah. And they're fighting against Guru Gobind Singh Ji, who's the grandson of Guru Hargun Sahib. So there, there's no, there's no, there's no loyalty. There's none of that shit, man. 
they're literally fighting against. Like, if it wasn't for Guru Hargu and Sab, they wouldn't even be alive. Because their their grandfathers would have been killed in jail. It's not like nowadays, oh, you got, you got a life sentence in jail. Right? Back then, they would keep you in jail for a bit and then just kill you because they need space. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to they're not going to keep you. <laughs> exactly. Right? There's there's no human rights, there's no human law. I was saying, man, our, our gurus were stand-up people. Like if if you wanted a mosque built, Guru Hargobind saw built a mosque and it which is still standing today, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what any face I would do that for Sikhi. Well, and then look at Guru Hargobind Sahib's son, Guru Teg Bahadurji, who who sacrifices life for the Hindus. Yeah. Would like historically, you'll you'll never see any other prophet messenger deity do that for another tharam they're gonna want to make their own tharam and they don't give a fuck about anybody else's you know you know when guru, guru teg bahadur sahib was uh imprisoned and they uh wrote uh salok mahalla noma yeah yeah if you read man if you read that like it's so hard-hitting man like i'm yep. paraphrasing here but you know there is a line in there about some something like you know um you know when bad times come there's no one around you at all it's like i i just i you know, when we take a moment to remember our gurus and what they felt, like that isolation and loneliness, it's sad, man. Yeah, like that Barney Guru Tegwaji's Barney, that everybody should always read that because it's a reminder about life. It's the most hard hitting. It's very blunt. Yeah, dude. It's 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 amazing. And and you really like, yeah, like you you really feel those um those shabads for sure. Like that like you know, Maharaj basically calls us all out and says, "Yo, you've been focusing your whole life on other shit when you don't you don't realize what's more what's important." Yeah. So that uh, that prison where Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib was um, was imprisoned, they actually it, it's still like the monument is still there, but the government is considering like tearing it down and rebuilding it or, or doing something with it. Um, I, you know, my thinking keep it and maybe build around it like maybe build a gold around it but keep the keep that old school brick keep it all there if they can if it's up if the indian government had their way man they would tear, down, they would tear every everything we have down they would tear the taj mahal down and yeah. put a freaking a mandar there yeah no i think uh you know that like you can google it you can google that place where they were imprisoned they need to they honestly they need to make that they need to keep it and just build around it. Don't tear it down. Yeah. Because funny, man. The 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 Indian government and like all their lackeys, like the, the right wing Hindus, like they're so like attached to the red fort, but it was never theirs. It was given to them because they got Raj from the Brits. Yeah. Now it's a tourist and, destination. And you know, and Hargu, and you know, Hargu was in prison at Red Fort, weren't they? No, 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 not uh, it was Gwailor. Oh, right, Gwailor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there have been depictions of that prison in movies like Batman and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, that fort, the way it's built and whatnot, like the stairs, like the design of the stairs and stuff. But yeah, oh, well. I cut you off. Sorry. Yeah, so they're so attached to the red fort. Like, when we put the Casey Nishan on there, but it was, it was like it was never yours. Like, you, you guys never ever Ooh. had ownership over. The Lal Kila ever historically only when the Brits literally gave you the Chabbiya in 1947, then you guys got it. 
but you guys never had to fight for it in your life. The six had Raj over Lake. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The the predominant Hindu government, like they had never actually fought and or won anything. It was the land was given to them basically. They're the spoiled kid, man. They're the spoiled yeah. brat that got the mansion. Yeah. Like Delhi, Delhi, they never it was never theirs. It, it was the Muslims. Then I went to the Brits, and then I went to the them because the Brits literally just gave them the Chabian. Yeah. Of the castle. That's basically it. And the six had Raj over yeah, Delhi. Hindus, Hindus just happen to have most of the population, right? Like there's I don't know how many Hindus are there in the world. There's over a billion, well over a billion, maybe two. But billion. it's crazy to think that, that the Middle Eastern army so easily freaking invaded, man, and just took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they have Raj. And now they think they're fucking nuts. Like, I just don't get these right wing fuck freaks, man. Yeah. I see, you know, like they never want to praise Sheet or Dum Singh or like the Babur Kalis or any of that, right? Because they they were blatantly sick, like they were they were very blatant about their sicky. Well, then and, the Sikhs aren't real Indians, right? That's and and we'll take that because I think most Sikhs don't want to identify as Indian, anyways. No, no, I don't think if you look at Punjab historically, we were we were really never part of yeah, bought it as they call it. Like it was it was it was most it was like a, it was a northern separated area. Yeah, personally, I would, um, I would rather be like I identify more. If someone calls me Indian, I I wouldn't appreciate that. I'd I'd rather be called Canadian than Indian. Yeah, it makes me sick when somebody calls me Indian. Honestly, man. Like I no fuck that, man. No, or Punjabi Sikh or whatever lineage is Sikhi, whatever. But dude, for call me Punjabi, but don't call me yeah, don't fucking call me. Indian, man. Like I I have. Like that flag, like I want nothing to do with that shit, man. <laughs> like it's just no, that's not us. Like it, it, even historically, like when when Alexander the Great came to 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 the Punjab area, and it's funny because the Western historians will say, yeah, um, Alexander the Great had such an easy time taking over Punjab and there's King Porus was the king at that time. He was Punjabi. Um, and basically Alexander the Great decided just to leave because he was tired and his army wanted to leave. But if you look but if you look at what other historians are saying, like especially people from the Middle East, India, um, non-Western, you know, non-Greek, Roman style historians they'll say that Alexander the Great had such a hard time in Punjab that he his his army basically was was going to do a mutiny on him and just leave or kill him yeah because they said that's it we don't we don't want to fight anymore because these guys and because when they when the Greeks described the Punjabis when they fought they're like these guys are like six foot one six foot two and we're five foot fucking six like there's a painting depicting when King Porus meets Alexander the Great after the battle, and King Porus is literally hovering over Alexander the Great. Yeah. Um, I could if you look at it like that Mediterranean um, DNA too. Like, um, I know a guy. He he's an older Italian guy, um, and he was telling me that when when he was a kid and he saw the the sick soldiers in World War Two. 
because they, they fought in Italy. And he's like, when we saw them, like, walking in the streets of our town, he's like, they were so fucking tall. Like, like they, they look like giants to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, we're usually five foot seven, five foot eight, five foot nine. Like, if you look at a lot of Italians, like, the like the yeah. ones that are, they're they're pretty. They're not that tall, right? Obviously, the ones that are now born here, they drink the of, of fucking, you know, the Western world, the the weird shit that they pump into the food here. Everybody's tall now. Yeah. But if you look at like the old school Italians, man, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the you know like these soccer players like the Europeans generally aren't the they don't they're not the biggest stature for sure, except the Dutch and the Germans a bit. Yeah, like the Viking the Vikings are fucking the Viking. Yeah, exactly. The the, the Viking blood. Um. Yeah. Like so. Historically, people will say uh, Alexander the Great just did a U turn and came back home because he was tired. But it was the other way around. They didn't want to fight anymore because. They were dealing with, you know, war elephants and and, and the, the Punjabi warrior freaking blood that we do have. And and the stance and the stature of Punjabis, the, 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 the warriors, the ancient warriors of Punjab. The Greeks didn't want to fucking fight that because he, even when they fought soldiers in the Middle East, they, they didn't have that stature like how Punjabis did. So when they were fighting us, they're like, fuck, man, this is this is going to be hard. So... When I was growing up, I used to read history books on Alexander the Great, and they made him to look like some fucking great conqueror. That out of his own mercy, he left Punjab and went back to 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 Greek Greece. He wanted to conquer the world, mm-hmm. but his raj ended at Punjab. Right, right, and a lot of Afghanis will say, "Oh yeah, we're the great. Our land is a graveyard of fucking empires. This and that. Yeah, but you know what? Alexander the Great went through you guys. He went through you guys. He went through Afghanistan. He went through Pakistan into Punjab, and that's where he stopped, and he couldn't go any further. Yeah, right. A lot of people don't know that, right? So again, European history they want to make themselves look very fucking invincible." But it's not. So that was a little snippet I wanted to put out there. I don't even know how I got to fucking Alexander the Great, but good info. I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, like fuck, man, it pisses me off when when history is so European, you know, painted and and glory to the fucking well, it's like like, uh, older like Canadian history books, you know, even from the ones when we were in elementary school, they didn't talk much about Indigenous people, Indigenous rights. It was it was very scattered but um now you know with all the new you know i mean there's obviously a big push for indigenous rights right acknowledging you know where we are um like i think you know every school now before every speech and even out of hockey games now before every game they're acknowledging you know our turf Did, um, do, kids, the, do the do the canucks do that yeah the canucks do it before every game man. every every single game so because i know the oilers do that yeah, Canucks do it too. They did it. They've been doing it for a few years, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, but just yeah. to your point, you know, when you the people that are writing the history books, it's it's skewed in in one person's favor, right? And not uh, not painting, you know, not talking about all the the uh, the travesties that have happened. But I think that's changing now as well, which is good. Yeah, I mean. Anyways. Like growing up, like when they used to talk about World War One, World War Two, they never talked about like the sick soldiers or or any any soldiers from any of the colonies. Never, never. It wasn't even like, 
Never. Like, like I, in didn't the books. Know, I, didn't, I didn't even know Sikhs were in World War One or two until later. Yeah, same. Right, so, like when you when you looked at the textbooks, man, from school, like in the library, you, you never saw any colored soldiers. No, Canadian. Honestly, Canadian history is pretty boring. Eh? It's like <laughs> fucking McDonald. What's his name? Johnny McDonald, Mackenzie King. <laughs> Johnny McDonald was a little pussy too, man. He's like he was so scared of the Americans that he said he told the British to send like six soldiers out here to Canada. Yeah, he was asked. He was scared of the Americans, man. He says, "I need an army of six out here." Yeah, there you go. And then when we came on the boats, fucking then that Wilfred Laurier, fuck, he's the one that said that the 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 six can't leave the boats. Uh, you know, Kamagata Maru stuff. Yeah, they were returned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we have, I think, Wilfred Laurier is on our five dollar bill. Yes, yeah. Like this motherfucker had no problem of of shooting down six who were on boats. And we're putting him on our bill. Like, Canada is not... Like, people like to paint Canada like some fucking saintly country, man. They have skeletons in their closet like no tomorrow, man. Yep, 100%. Um, what's, so, what's with Punjab schools belittling Sikh students? Yeah, it was a Punjab school. I was I was reading this and watching a couple of videos, man. Like, <laughs> there was a teacher that called all, like, the Sikh kids Khalistanis and you're... What? Like, talking shit about Santa Pindrale because a lot of the kid she would ask them the kids straight up to like oh do you like Santa Pindrale and the kids were like hell yeah like they're aren't keeping job be sick kids right they're like yeah fuck yeah we like Santa Pindrale and they're like oh you you're a Khalistani you're this and that he she even made them take their the their kare off man like they, they had to take their the fucking kare off is this on video it's it's there's videos on you. I'll send it to you uh, oh, after but is this, this is Punjab Hindu? man this is this Hindu? is in Punjab is this teacher Hindu yeah, her name is Pooja. Miss oh. Pooja. <laughs> oh, wow. And not the good one, but like the fucking right-wing crazy motherfucker. Yeah, I need to see this. That is insane, dude. This is Punjab, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in our, like, this is our territory. I'm sorry. Like we spilt blood for Punjab. This is our fucking territory. How dare you? Miss Pooja is going to get canned. Oh, and that the, well, the fucking all the sick, uh, you know, groups came and fucking started interviewing these kids and saying like, okay, now tell us what happened. So these kids, like, literally on TV, are giving one by one examples of what they're what they're fucking what that teacher was saying, <laughs> and the, and the teacher was backed by the principal. Oh my god! So you you see like like this weird indoctrination of like they're trying to like make us into like them, man. That, this is fuck. That, yeah, that is fucking crazy. Oh my god! Like they're trying to absorb us into their stuff, like how they absorbed basically Buddhism and Jainism. Like Jainism. No, that's concerning. And Bo- that's concerning because, like, teachers. I mean, they have, especially for elementary school kids, they have huge influence, right? Yep. On uh, on on kids' perspectives, they have so much power, right? Uh, so that is that's concerning. And it's they, in Punjab, like if influence the way you think, so. That's and but it's in Punjab, man. Like if this was like in freaking New Delhi, yeah, or like Karnataka or some freaking wherever Sanjay Dutta lives. New Delhi schools, like I know a few people, like Sikhs, who are you know they're from Delhi. The way their system is, it's like man, it's Hindu nationalism all the way, man. Like, 
Sare Jahan Syacha Hindustan. No, fuck. And they yeah. and they live by that, man. Like they're I don't know if you know any like Sikhs that are like from Delhi. <laughs> these these guys are like India's number one, man. India's the best. Yeah. You know, it's sad because if if they're thinking like that, didn't they know what happened in November of eighty four? I think they definitely know, but they're just like whatever. They don't want to pay too much attention to it. Well, Santhi warned them in eighty two that they should keep weapons and, and stop buying expensive couches and TVs, and they should um, invest in weapons because you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, when a mom put gives a bunch and you should take that into your fucking brain. But one guy listened to those butchins and he 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 armed himself and his sons, and they survived. Oh, um, the massacre, but th- th- there was a group of 50 Hindus outside their door ready to kill him. And he's like, if I never listened to Santaji's Bachans, he's like, I would have been dead. Yeah. And he's like, if we would have listened, if the rest of us would have listened, he's like, more of us would have survived. I know a lot of the Delhi police did disarm a lot of Sikhs, but a lot of Sikhs weren't armed because they thought they were safe in the cities. Yeah. It's always good to have some sort of that again. Maharaj, that like again, is this Guru Sab's button, man? Right, like you never know, like you just never fucking know, man. Like keep, like out. I don't know if you're a girl, man. Keep, keep. I don't know a little knife in your purse. Keep a bear mace or something. You just never know when to, especially in today's world, man. There's a lot of sickos out there. There's a lot of fucked up um human uh, trafficking groups out there in you canada know, you know you, we were talking about gun laws earlier you know if we're really looking at this objectively you know gun laws actually align with sick values 100 oh yeah for sure man it's like it's it's a no-brainer you can't even argue around it and that's why i don't understand jigmeet singh yeah it honestly that is odd it is like odd. if i was him in his place I'm literally going against my value, literally my true essence. Okay, you're going to be a leader of the NDP for, I don't even think much longer, maybe one more election, that's it. And then you're going to live the rest of your life as, as, a, as a citizen and as a regular person or whatever. Can you really go to sleep at night thinking like that? Like thinking that, yeah, I, I helped disarm the Canadian population. When my guru, Guru Gobind Singh Ji themselves said, people should be armed. Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm trying to think. Like he's, I mean, he's trying to do a. Yeah, like he he's in a conflict because he's trying to you know serve the Canadian people, but also he's a a baptized sick, right? So he's he has to decide what is number one for him. What values does he place the highest? Is it, is it his own sicky or is it his work? Well, that yeah. just shows you where he puts his value now. Like yeah. that, that's why politics is such a dirty game. Yeah, fuck. I mean, what a yeah. Like, if I was honestly, if I was a model, if it came to this, especially like this now, weapons, I would have to step down, man. I'm like, I can't go against my guru, man, and, and start telling people to disarm. Yeah. How? How can I, how, how can you go to sleep at night knowing that you know you're doing kirtan so I love you before you go to sleep? Oh yeah, Maharaj, I love you so much. <laughs> Like, way, yeah. like how, how how do you put on your karpan? I got that karpan on, and then 
start telling other people, no, disarm, disarm, you disarm, you disarm. No, this is all illegal now. Like how, how can you be so two-faced? I just don't, I just, I can't get that. Uh, that's why I can never get into politics, man. In, in, in any aspect. It's such a, you literally have to, um, you, your principles literally have to be freaking put in a closet for that bit until exactly. you go, go back to normal life. Exactly. Exactly. Cause uh, you know, as a politician, you're serving the public and the public encompasses fucking everybody. Right. So yeah. you're, you're at odds with your own faith all the time. Damn. Yeah. You're right. It's better to be Boggy, man. Boggy or Bogsha, like they used to call us back in the day, man. Either you're 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 rebels or you're kings. That's it, <laughs> right? Either you know, there's there's no in between. You know, and that's you know what the the Zakaria Khan and like Nadir Shah guys basically said that about us. They're either Boggy or Bogsha. That's it. There's no in between with these guys. So it's not like we're calling ourselves that. This is we're not. That's not. Uh, we we didn't call ourselves or giving ourselves praises. This is other people from other combs saying about us that these guys are literally re- rebels or they're freaking kings of royalty. That's it. That's it. There's no in between. That's the type of comb we come from, and we look up to these other idiots, man. So what's happening with? Um... There was a Punjabi Hindu reporter who was arrested recently. Yeah, so this, I don't know if you've seen this guy's interviews <laughs> with he's the like ships and that guy's man. Oh no, no, is like is he like cabbie on the street? Yeah, but like more hard hitting, like way like. <laughs> what does he say? He literally called them out on their bullshit. Like, like the ship Santa guys, like they're like he basically you guys basically deserve getting shot, man. Like you guys said so much stupid shit. And I guess the Shiv Sana guys got pissed off. So now he basically got like this uh, parcha on him. Yeah. And they're they're trying to, the, the police are going to try to um, charge him now. Oh. And it's like, who, like, man, like, Shariam, we know who who's running freaking Punjab. Is that, the guy, is that the guy who interviewed like Shiv Sana's, like that Jela? He's like, he's like a 19 or 20 year old. He's like, hey, didn't you like say you hated Sikhs? It's like, oh no, no! I probably said it out of anger. They're, you know, the Sikhs are my friends. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it was one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, damn. I mean, you know, like you know how they say India is a democracy, and you know, there's freedom of press and there's freedom of speech. There really isn't. India is a f- is a tyrannical state. No, yo, yo, bro! It's it's the world's largest democracy, right? I can't believe they're proud of that. They're proud of actually saying that. It's hilarious. You know, India is probably one of the, one of like the, um, you know how we always say people are in denial? Yeah. India is, <laughs> is so in denial. Like its citizens are so in denial of what, what their land is actually like. You know what's fucked, man? And they're so insecure about how India is portrayed in the media or what photos are sent out or what videos are sent out. Yeah. Like or during they- the farmers protest, they were shitting it. Yeah, like you know when uh, remember when Slumdog Millionaire was made? Yeah, and obviously it's a movie about the slums. It's right in the fucking title. Obviously they're gonna show f- the slums, you fucking idiot. So I'm Tom Buckton. was like, why are they showing the slums? It's like because that's what the movie's about. You fucking asshole. Dude, did you watch the episode of The Office where Michael Scott does the Slumdog Millionaire thing at the at the Dunder Mifflin uh, camp 
uh, sorry, the picnic. What does he do? The dance? No, no, he did, he does like a skit about Slumdog Millionaire. No, no, oh, no fuck no, you! You have to watch it. I get okay. fuck it. I I have a, I'm like I'm on like season seven or eight. So I'm like getting through it. Yes, yeah, I mean The Office is one of my favorite shows. No, that that, that episode's like in season four or five when oh, he's really? trying to get. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What happens? Describe it to me. No, I can't, man. It's 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 just okay, you okay. have to watch it. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do justice. But I was gonna say, man, you know what's fucked? I was I was reading the other day. You know, after like Rajiv Gandhi basically did the November '84 genocide on the six, right? Yeah. He got voted in right after that in like a landslide that basically broke records, man, by the, by the Hindu population. After after the genocide, can you believe that? Wow, yeah, that's crazy. In a way, it's not surprising, but that's insane. And I, I again, I go back to what we talked about a couple episodes ago. I still don't get how six or so can even say pro India this and that. Like nothing wrong with the regular Joe Blow Hindus, and I'm not saying anything like that, but like the right wing crazy motherfuckers but thing is if he if, if he got a landslide vote in that broke records to this day in indian politics that means like everybody voted him in man that means like they everybody wanted blood it just shows you yeah if he, if he had any sort of moral compass you would have been like no man this guy's a fucking freak after the Barsov gets attacked, then the November genocide, he gets a landslide vote back in. Can you believe that? That just shows you what the Indian state. And I'm sorry to say, but a lot of the population think about us. Yeah. That if you kill us, you'll get voted in. You know, the it's sad that the impression that a lot of Hindus have of Sikhs is still like, oh, they're just peanuts, right? They're, they can't be that powerful, but they've been proven wrong again and again. You know, you know farmers protest. It's funny how they started to wake up when the um, the publicity got you know so widespread that celebrities were talking about it. That's when they started to speak up. Like, oh, you know, I, I was talking about them being insecure, right? So that's when they're like, oh, you know, if you don't know about India, if you don't live here, then don't comment. It's like you know, again, like another form of just uh, you know discouraging any form of. Uh, opinion on the issue it's hilarious even that fucking uh sad guru guy you know that uh yeah yeah he was i remember like, that live here if you're not from here don't comment like like come on man it's like somebody actually gave a good example like uh you know the holocaust does that mean we don't comment on uh, the jewish holocaust just because we're not from that area or just because we're not jewish right we're entitled to an opinion but it's hilarious how these uh Sadhguru, Karan Johar, all these guys, Ajay Devgan, were all like, you know, if you, you know, you shouldn't talk if you're not from here. You don't, yeah. Basically saying, don't have an opinion. Like, it was funny because after um, Rihanna tweeted and all that, all, all these, it was literally like a, a cut and paste tweet all these celebrities came out yeah they were yeah they were like the same literally the same all like if you're not from here 
Yeah, and like Sadhguru was part of that. Like, how, yeah, how the fuck do you call yourself Sadhguru, you fucking lol? Yo, okay, you know what? When I, I I'll be honest, I've listened to Sadhguru stuff. This guy, I don't know he's why. A people, I don't, I don't get why people think he's such a fucking genius. He hasn't given any practical wisdom. I haven't found any anything valuable in any of his videos that I've seen. But he Osho's advice was better than this motherfucker, man. Yeah, at least at least Osho talked good about the Sikhs. At least he fucking Sikh, the Sikhs are courageous people. Yes. <laughs> In his toque. The <laughs> you remember when I sent you a selfie? Yeah, you look like the... that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that video. You should post that picture. That's when it was like minus thirty-five here. Yeah. Last last winter. Yeah, that motherfucker should learn how to tie this thought. I don't. I, I still don't know what he is, man. I, I don't. I don't really don't give a shit. But you know, he's a tattoo man. He's he's okoshini haga here. It's a whole lot of nothing in his video. He just he uses these really big words and he tries to be very sophisticated to act like he fucking has so much wisdom. But I I watch a ten minute video and doesn't make a shit of sense to me. He says some weird shit too, man. Like you're talking about sperm and stuff. Like, what kind of fucking sadhguru are you, man? I don't get him. There's also yeah, there's a lot. Of, if you read up on him, there's some controversy. Like his wife was murdered, but uh, yeah, yeah. Just read up on him, folks. Read up on sadhguru. And then he dances weirdly on stage too. Have you seen him dance? Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt that. That that shit does happen sometimes. But the thing is, the Gauri are so gullible, man. Like, you, you call yourself Sadhguru, you wear, like, yeah. you know, anyway, his that's, garb. That's the thing with these, uh, you know, self, uh, self-imposed self uh, gurus. They call themselves gurus, literally. That, uh, you know, they prey on the, the most vulnerable people. You know, people are living lives of desperation. They're looking for answers. So they'll go to anyone, man. You'll see, you've seen it on these Instagram videos we talked in our last episode. These fake fucking saints, fake gurus. Preying on it's the right. vulnerable people in society. You look at their like if you look at these videos of these uh, fake Hindu um, gurus, and you look at their sangat. These are you can tell just by like the way they're dressed and uh, you know their demeanor that they're like, uh, you know, they're living in poverty. Like these are the most desperate people in society. Like the ones that go to the yoga camps and shit. Uh, well, I, I was supposed to be talking about India, but here in Canada, like you, you they're, they're still vulnerable people, the people that go to these camps, 100%. And there's so, you know, I feel so sorry for them, man. Yeah, yeah. These, like, they're so, they're so gull, and they, they just want a little bit of a grasp of something. Yeah. And we're so lucky simple. we have Siki. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Al Pacino, you know, you know, you know, who Al Pacino is, but I remember he said this thing. He's like, people live in hope, which is, which is true, and it's kind of sad that they'll grasp onto any type of hope and hang on to any guru. Some people go to pundits, right? They'll they'll pay like a thousand bucks for a Janampatra that just to give them some hope. Like, oh, is this gonna happen? Is this gonna happen? Then they'll go to another pundit. Like, it, it's it's really sad. People live in hope, and they vulnerable people are targeted by these by these gurus and pundits and swamis. Big money. You know, we're well. Look at all this shit, man, online and like those, those videos you sent me of those weird yogi, fake babi that are like 
do like the I don't know what the fuck they do, man. With the, um, the perfect uh what was that? What was that beard style back in the day? The chin strap? Oh yeah. Yeah, like a perfect like uh sideburns and chin strap. Like a mesh. Well, that, well that one guy Yogi that's walking to his mansion and <laughs> waving to people. <laughs> He's waving to like all these homeless people. Like, hey, hey, hey. He walks to his mouth like, all right. Peace out. You see like freaking like 20 women inside just waiting for him. Yeah. And he's waving everybody. He's like, all right. Don't starve to death. These guys. It's You know what? I'm sure if you and I tried, it's not hard. We can fucking just dress up in whatever, you know, say some shit. It's not hard to do. Well, that's why we started the podcast, right? That's what I thought. That's why we did this. Yeah, it's it's fucking. We get a following, and then twist it, and then just totally go against the key and just go the other way. It's sad, dude. Again, man, we're fuck. We're lucky to have Guru Nanak, Dave G. We are lucky to have Guru Gobind Singh Ji, man. We don't need to go fucking to these weird ass places man like where they do like weird rituals and they smoke and i was watching this uh and uh somebody was saying like you know when you're reborn in this human human form it means uh it means two things one it it means you probably did didn't get it exactly right in your last genome but it also means that you did something right to become born into a, a sick family so it's like you did you did some bad, you did some good, but you did good enough to actually get this life and become, you know, born in a sick family. So it's not like all hope is lost. So use it, right? Uh, take advantage of it. No, uh, it's a big, big blessing, man, to have this because there's a lot of deities and, and stuff that are waiting to get Amrit and stuff like that, man. Like Amrit is is from a Kalpurk such kind of man. Like this, this people think is just Pani and a little bit of patase and a bata. Like it's not, man. Like people ha- don't realize the the true, like the the. I don't want to say exclusive, you know, um, exclusivity of 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 Amrit and Sikhi and stuff like that because that kind of makes you look egotistical, but just. It is, man. Like it's it's a huge blessing to have this and to to have to take, you know, Amrit and, and all that, and with Guru's grace, live a good life and not be one of those fucking weird ass Amritaris who who totally go against Sikhi and do weird ass shit. Yeah, it's a true big blessing, man. Because there's a lot of beings in the other world that are wanting this, but it, they're not. They don't have hookum to have it yet. 100 percent i was uh i was list- i was reading something and they were saying you know don't even waste a second not doing similar like if you've got free time don't waste that your seconds are just wasting away and then uh i always go back to you know how sant Haranamji they would uh like even if they, they wouldn't even waste much time on just like idle conversation about politics or whatever they would just start doing similar like they, these great mopworks didn't waste any time. Their, their model in their hand wasn't for show. Yeah, yeah. They did not waste time, man. They like, like they, they had they they didn't they didn't just they didn't waste their time on worldly things. Like a lot of people put a model over their neck or whatever. Yeah, it's stylish. Yeah, you sell it. yeah it's stylish, right? People tie it over on their wrist or whatever. But these great mopworks, man. 
that was like that mala was a, that was a tool that was used yeah right that's why you, whatever you can do moon month or whatever simran whatever you can do even while you're driving man the mala, even if you're watching yeah mala, the mala a rosary it's a, it's a very historic thing in across many faiths like if you actually see uh like old photos of like orthodox christians from you know a few hundred years ago they would use the rotary they actually use monthers back in the day i think the christian faith i'm not a christian expert but i think they've lost that practice because here in the west like christianity is what okay go to church on sundays you know uh you know uh repent your sins and follow the ten commandments but there was a simran component to orthodox christianity uh back in the day but i think that's been lost yeah yeah I, you still have those orthodox christians in in europe i believe like you're like eastern europe especially yeah. um they 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 keep dirty too they keep long dirty uh, a yeah. lot of them don't even, don't even cut their hair yeah. um but yeah they do have the mala and everything and you, like you said they do the mantras like that you know like that latin singing that they do in in church or whatever like you know you hear that um <laughs> it's weird because you hear that in horror movies a lot but um that was like their kirtan basically like back in the day like they, they would sing hymns from the the bible in latin and like and like that um so yeah in the, in the west you, you it's it's, it's kind of seems like it's it's a bit just kind of just took it to another not another level but to just another area and and, and the thing is the orthodox christians are looked down upon because quote unquote they're too cutter but Look at the nuns, man. They cover themselves and shit too. Nobody says anything about them. But the minute a Muslim woman puts a hijab on or whatever, oh, she's, yeah. you know, she doesn't have rights. This and that. But look yeah. at your nuns. Look at look what they do in their freaking church. Those eat they they need parents too. Exactly. Yeah. Double standard. It's double standard. It's just because they're Muslim. Yep. And the minute you start talking about, if you look at like back in the day, man, like five six hundred years ago 400 years ago even even in, in in christian cities in europe man they used to wear like a a burqa hijab yeah like christian women yeah i uh, know i i believe 100 percent that uh these uh you know like the people call them very conservative views you know being covered up and whatnot but these are like even if you go to the vatican if you're visiting as a tourist you actually have to cover up your arms and your legs you can't wear shorts or uh, like a banana inside. You got to be covered up 100%. <laughs> so, Donkey views, Kong. Yeah, these views aren't like, you know, exclusive to Sikhian Islam. These are obviously in the West when these, you know, people in America go to church. You know, it's different here. But yeah, but these, then you, you know what? You, but you know what the fucked up thing is, man? Like, I've seen, um, I've seen like uh, some people uh, get bent out of shape when there's those signs at the Gurdwara saying, please wear long sleeve and, 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 and don't wear certain type of kapri in the Gurdwara. Yeah, I know. Right. I but when, when you go freaking vacationing out to Vatican, you have no problem fucking falling with. Oh they yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's 100% dude. Oh yeah. That's so true. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's, it, it's our own people with these. You know, it's a Dilsoff crew, man. It's like that quote that we always, that Gunanak Devji quote that Gunanak Devji never said. Um, be a good person. First, yeah, first, first, be a human before becoming a Sikh Hindu Muslim Christian. Be a human first. Yeah, and it's people just run with that quote, man. They just run. No, Gunanak Devji said this. Yeah, 
now I can yeah, I, do I wish I could fuck. find the, the maker of that meme and like bring him on the show be like like who are you like what are you about like yeah probably a freaking has blue hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah people run with that quote man um even you know we were talking about Punjabi weddings and how like like uh, I've seen my fair share of comments like on TikTok, and uh, so I remember this one video I, I shared a post on like I, I think it's disrespectful to do Pangara like you know in the Godwara parking lot and I remember like a bunch of people commented on my post saying what's why it's they're just having fun right and I'm like I'm not gonna get into a rabbit hole of just explaining myself but yeah man they're just having fun yo I see that man it's a I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. Like it's like you know what I I, I have a feeling that maybe I kind of feel bad for them. Maybe they don't. Maybe their parents or their grandparents aren't telling them that this is biadvi. Like this is not right. Like there's an appropriate time if you really want to pung it up. You you've got a time to do it if you really want to pung it up. But uh, I I kind of feel sympathy for these people. That's but the, told them. the parents come from the parent, so are the grandparents, yeah. and 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 they there's, you know, those Gurdwara in India live by pretty strict mariyata. Yeah, and then yeah. they come here, and then they just just freaking just loosen up their freaking freaking kashere, and they don't give a shit, man. Yeah, like it is. It's like take give an inch, take a mile, kind of thing. Yeah. Remember, hey, actually, you know, funny you mentioned that. So a lot of, I mean, some people might know this, but I think a lot of people may know this. So in the 70s and 80s, and Godzvaras here in Vancouver, there were morning Godzvaras, man, and people would drink in the Langar Hall. Oh, my God. It wasn't until some great Mahapurak actually was, like, touring Vancouver. I think Bob is just saying to you, wasn't it? It may have been something. It, I, I'm not sure, but I remember reading about this, and they were, they saw this. They were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, man!" And they actually brought some like law and order back to our Godwaras. So, you know, these current like our current Godwaras now, where everyone has to you know cover their heads, and you know, it's vegetarian in the kitchen. It's because of this great Mahapurak that I was actually visiting in town to these Western Godwaras back in like you know in the 70s, 80s. I think but it was 60s, 70s around there. Yeah, they were legit Monday Godwara. That's what they were called. No, the, 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 photos of the Abbotsford Godvara. Uh, I think it's the first Godvara in Canada, it may be, but one of the first photos are ever taken. You know, the Guru Granth Sahib's there, and they're you know they're all uh, in the Darbar, and half the people aren't wearing any anything. No, nobody's got their head covered. No, they, they wouldn't cover their head, and they would sit on chairs in, yeah, in the Hajuri yeah. of Guru Granth Sahib, man, like a church. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, somebody had to bring back some law and order. <laughs> so maybe it's so, yeah. a, maybe it's gonna take a great Mahapur who just happened to be at the Gondwana during one of these weddings to be like, yo, what what is going on here? This, we just need some Nahang Singhs. Imagine Baba Nansingji was like around while these fucking people are bludging their toll and during a oh man. But thing is, thing is when you do this kind of these stupid ass kurtuta and shit, you you they're then that's why sometimes shit's the fan within families, right? Yeah. You 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 be you you basically um, plant your your karm at the end of the day, and it might seem harsh to fucking people, but hey, 
we have to utmost respect for the Guru Granth Sahib and the Guru Kar, right? Um, yeah, man. Like sometimes, sometimes fucking shit hits the fan within families and people don't realize why, but sometimes it stems back to maybe some sort of stupid biadabi you did. Yeah, could be. It's very possible. Right? Like like you were saying, like, um, um, at, like you were saying about Banan Singh, he was like, <laughs> I gotta like. Could you? I, I can't even imagine, man. I I can't even imagine. Like it's yeah. like, where? Yeah, man. I don't know. There's just a time and place for everything, and Punjabi culture kind of blends in with Sikhi, and and there's there's no there's no black and white. It's just all gray now, and that there was Punjabi culture before Gunan Devji came and there's a reason why Maharaj came to Punjab too out of all the rest of the world why did Maharaj come to Punjab we're lucky man Punjab was really I mean Punjabi culture was fucking backwards man because it was a blend of the Middle Eastern culture and the Hindu culture right the Brahman culture Mm -hmm. so you have the blend of both cultures into fucking one area which was Punjab at that time so you have widow burning you have you know, which, um, <laughs> which yeah, trials. which trials, yeah, the shit like that. You have uh, sacrificing freaking animals. You have uh, cannibalism. You have uh, weird rituals, stuff like that. You know, like you, you, Guru Nanak Dev Ji and our gurus gave Arnak back to Punjab. Like they gave us that Arnak, that that chest pounding that we do. As Punjabi six, it's because of our gurus. It's because of Guru Hargobind Sahib, right? Yeah. Like, like that that Anki or that Mayahan this and this and Mayahar Dunga. Man, if people really looked at the history of Punjab in the last thousand two thousand years, that was an area where it used to get invaded by armies continuously, just one army after another, just raping and pillaging Punjab. That's why they're, they say that the Tarti of Punjab was literally begging Guru Sahib to come back down. They were begging Maharaj. That Tarti was literally screaming to Guru that I, I need. By Gurdas's vars, it's something, and I'm paraphrasing again, that the world heard the, or, you know, Akalpur heard the cries of the world and sent Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Yeah, that's basically it. Like Harappa, that, that's the old name of Punjab, that area. They say that Harappa was literally, Tarti was literally doing a das to Guru Sahib to please come and put your charn on me to cool down all the pop that's happening on me. Mm-hmm. So this whole Punjabi culture and, 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 and blending it with Sikhi, we can't fucking do that, man. Sikhi is its own thing. Punjabi culture has its time and place. But when it comes to Sikhi, we have to keep that shit separate, man. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, yeah, man. I mean... There was, uh, so the next, uh, what we'll do is the next episode, we'll get into the Chamkor Saab, Sakya, Nandpur Saab, and all that um, for December. Um, really get into the nitty gritty of what was happening, why the Mughals and the Pahari and Raja really took an offensive towards Guru Saab and Nandpur Saab. We'll get into all that and, and really what Maharaj, what, what, what Maharaj bestowed. And gave the the go six and the and the Khalsa, like gave us literally royalty and and how Maharaj did that at a time where, you know, you couldn't even wear the stad out in public if you weren't Muslim. 
at that time. Mm-hmm. Right? You can you couldn't own certain things if you weren't part of the Mughal Empire. Right? And like nowadays we take everything for fucking granted, man. In Guru Gobind Singh, you work Kalgi and, and Yeah. And a badge <laughs> well, and had a badge. Well, Kalgis are only for the emperor, right? So hey, that, yeah. was, that was a big like, hey, no, anyone can wear Kalgi, right? Well, so, that's why we and Maharaj had a badge too, right? Again, that was only for yeah. emperors, right? Yeah. Wale, wale. Like yeah. it's a, it's like a, it's like a jab at anybody else. Yeah. That that's our path shot. Like that's our emperor. Like yeah. that's shot. It was a jab at the Mughals saying that your emperor doesn't mean shit to us. We we, we only bow down to the real emperor. Exactly. Which is our gurus, right? So a lot of stuff, like even the Nagara, like the like uh, the, the the war drum, like all that, like why Guru Sahib gave the whole psyche, what Maharaj gave us, and how we've kind of, if you look at today's age, how we've kind of diverted away and almost mock, we almost mock that psyche of what Guru Gobind Singh Ji gave us. Again, it goes back to Nang Singh. Like people don't respect Nang Singh. People talk so much shit about them. That that was that was a gift uh, for the Khalsa. Like the whole, the Barna, you know, the 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 the, the demeanor, uh, the the way of life. That was all a gift from Guru Gobind Singh Ji. So you're basically mocking Guru Gobind Singh Ji then, and people don't fucking realize that. Like they, like the, those random drunk uncles that talk shit. Like I remember this one time, man. I'm gonna we'll end this the podcast here, but I just want to tell a story. This one time, I went to a a Pindu party, and my parents, the lot of majority of the people, they they're all. They have their haircuts and stuff like that. Um, so obviously I was more nine than I was given Amrit. I was, I was blessed by Maharaj. But so I went, this is the first time I kind of went to the this Pindu party after taking Amrit. And I never really liked the the Diljit style of the star or like that Patiala Shahi. Like that was never my style. I prefer the like the Gold Damala or like the the Nahang Singh Damala style. Yeah. And um this one uncle, like, he's like, oh, you look like an Atawadi. Like, you look like a fucking terrorist. You should um, tie the star, like, a, like the Patiala Shai, like the, the, the Diljit style, the star. Huh, okay. Right? And I'm like, and I told, and I'm like, you know, what, fuck this guy, right? So yeah. I'm like, you, I, uh, I'm like, uncle, do you know the history of the Damala? Yeah. He, he, he had like one peg or two pegs, right? Yeah. And there was like a bunch of uncles standing there, right? Because he basically said in front of everybody. Yeah. I'm like, do you know do you know the history of the Damala? And then he kind of went quiet and he kind of just he had that awkward smile. And I'm like, you know, the Damala is given by Guru Hargobind Sahib. Mm-hmm. That's Maharaj gave us. The Patiala Shahi Pag that you love so much, that was given by the British to the uh, to the Amalir uh Patiala Raji. Yeah. yeah. Right? They used to lick the boots of the British. So who's the star am I gonna wear? Am I gonna wear uh, Guru Sahib's the star, or am I going to wear uh, what the Brits gave us? Yeah, and he went quiet. And it's, I'm not trying to diss the, that other style, but when he called it the Mala the Atavadi style, then you got to fucking school people, man. You got to yeah. school them. It's really important to know your history and know all this shit because then you can school people. And I saw his face; his face went all red, and he didn't know what the fuck to say. Like, yeah. how, how? What do you say to that? Like, when you when somebody comes back with all the facts. You had nothing right, to say. You did it the right way. Like knowledge is power, right? Now, I mean, you've educated him, and now he knows, right? So, so uh, I mean, you did it the right way there. 
yeah <laughs> he's like okay talk you know theory mod g yeah like fuck man again it's the whole thing of like when somebody's going on this path these people just want to fucking talk shit right well that's the thing and we discussed this right when when people see other people going on that right path uh, a lot of people try to drag you down um perhaps because their own insecurities or whatever it is right but uh And that's exactly it, man. So knowledge is power. Read your history, read and all that stuff. So if anybody, knowledge is a weapon, man. If somebody wants to talk shit or whatever in front of you, you can straight up, boom, bam, done. You can, you can throw it right back. That's why you, you can, and you can be comfortable in any setting. I can sit, I can go to a cousin's house or a family's house. And if they're having, drinking a couple of bags or whatever, and they say something stupid to me, I can just, right, historically, I can just fucking slap them across the face. and There's nothing they can say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you definitely know your history, man. Remember back in the day, you fucking didn't you fucking get an A plus in history or whatever? Yeah. Remember History 12, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. You rocked it, man. You rocked it there. That, that was a good class, man. We were, we were learning about World War II, right, in that one? Yeah, yeah. Remember he was like, uh, sorry, back to firing the coach when the Canucks were shitty? Yeah, no, every every morning, every time the Canucks will lose. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> do you remember when the teacher asked you <laughs> Cold why they War? call Oh, it? Cold Yeah. War? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know shit about the Cold War. He's like, so what? Uh, wh I don't know what he, he's like. What was the Cold War? And I was like, and I was No, just no, like, he's like, I'm he's like, like, they're like, they're like, he's like, he's like, why do they call it the Cold War? <laughs> I was like, they fought in the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, So, man. Yeah, Well, the, well, the best part is because we were sitting right beside each other. But we were in the front, though. Because it's we alphabetical, were, remember? <laughs> yeah, we were close. No, we, we weren't directly in the front. I think we were like second row. So we were like pretty close to the front. And uh, that was a fun class. Yeah, that was... I, I found it really interesting, man. Who's the teacher again? It was Mr. Fair. Fair, yeah, Mr. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he 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 made that that he the way he did his lectures it, it was good man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a good teacher. Dude, Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if he's probably retired now. Yeah, he was old when we were there. Yeah, man, he could be dead to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I think he was pretty old. I won't. I won't be surprised. he could be history then. Yeah, he's history, man. It's over. Total. Yeah, so ne next next uh, podcast we'll get into um the December Kurbani and and oh, and yeah, basically we'll get right into it. RG, good show. Good show.